real slow, you can still go. Even when there's no hope, you can still go. I never ran, said no, man, I still go. Go, 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 go. What's up, everybody, and thank you for joining us for Sports Report After Dark. I am your host, Seven. My buddy, Dan the Dick Warner, is sitting in the background. He'll be joining us in a minute. Uh, first, I did want to start off by giving a special thank you to our sponsor, Gunslinger Soap. Gunslinger Soap is handmade soaps and beard products made without all of the junk to pamper your skin. You can go to their website, gunslingersoap.com, and sign up right now to get 15% off of your first order and always free shipping over $30. That's gunslingersoap.com. Definitely check them out. Uh, let's go ahead and bring in the biggest dick in sports entertainment, Dan the Dick Warner. 
you gonna there you go yeah man. i got it i just uh yeah. i was I, I was i was stopped by that biggest dick in sports i mean stephen a smith still works for espn right I, he does he does um i think tomorrow morning is going to be very interesting to see just how fucking off the wall stephen a smith goes um yeah, and now that's yeah, yeah. Just as a warning, as we get started tonight, for those of you that are listening after on West Coast Radio, maybe you found us on Spotify, um, or you're just catching YouTube video, you've never seen us before. Here's the deal: we get real, we say offensive shit, um, and we don't care who we offend. We're we're not worried about getting canceled. We're worried about um, saying what we see. We want and the we're truth. Always, we're always willing to learn new things. Um, but we're here to get real, not, not, not fondle people's egos. Uh, we're going to say the wrong shit. We're going to say mean shit. That's, that's, that's what it is. We, we, we believe that athletes are people too. And, um, Skip Bayless is one of the lizard people. I follow, or I, I fondle a lot of egos. You do, actually. but mostly your own. Um, right. it doesn't need any fondling. <laughs> um, all right. So let's get started. You know, as we talk, my my expecting um hey what's up will thank you for uh for joining us yes Kyrie is an idiot uh, it's that's the an idiot ironic um hey lane sorry to hear the uh cat ella is still not back man um hopefully she'll come home soon uh you know pussy likes to wander sometimes as we've we, we've come to learn um my cat just ran away uh tony like, oh, yeah, yeah, like a year. I think I told you about that. Oh yeah, I remember he, that. He wanted to be he wanted to be an outside cat, like he just constantly trying cat. to get outside. So I was like, okay, you can go out there, but yeah, that lasted all of like two months, and he just like left one night, didn't come back. So never found him. So he's probably just yeah. he's probably playing tea party somewhere with some little girl that took him in. Yeah, you know, yeah. just forced him to dress up in little outfits and stuff that's what i imagine or he got hit by a car either one <laughs> God damn it. um i mean honestly but i you know never found a body though so we're, we're holding out hope maybe he'll wander back maybe maybe that's i mean big big maybe um i was a good cat dad you know, to him you, i bet I, I believe you i believe you uh you ran uh, so it was announced this afternoon um, that Kyrie Irving has been suspended for, and I'm going to use the exact language from the press release, no less than five games by the Brooklyn Nets, uh, stemming from the tweets that he sent last week of a movie that has been labeled as a hate film by the Anti-Defamation League and can, can uh, and contains multiple uh, negative conspiracy theories and anti-Semitic views. Um, since then, Kyrie has had multiple chances to apologize and hasn't. Um, has had multiple chances to say that he is not anti-Semitic and hasn't. Um, and because of that, after he did not do that again today during a press conference, the Nets announced this afternoon slash this evening that Kyrie was going to be suspended because his behavior did not reflect that of the organization's values. And um, 
that his return will be no less than five games, but there are steps that he has to take to be able to return. Um, we were just talking about Kanye what, last week. Yeah. Is that how, I mean, how, how connected to this is the Kanye thing, you know, cause that was kind of our issue with the Kanye thing is like, well, he's got a lot of people that, you know, follow what Kanye kind of says, you know, so it's probably not the greatest thing that he does that. And then, I don't know, the Kyrie connection and then the exact same stuff, the anti-Semitic stuff, you know, it's like, I don't know if that's a, is that like a, a thing now? I don't you know what I'm saying. Like, I don't, I, and, and this, it, I, for, and, and to anybody that comes across this, across this, it is um, Jewish faith descendant of, of, of Jewish people. This sucks that you guys have to deal with this right now. There's been so many things that this, this this hate that's coming towards a group of individuals that is less than one less than half a percent of the world's population is just absolutely mind-boggling to me um and i pray for your guys' safety and i hope that this shit stops as soon as humanly possible legitimately um but there so both what kanye but both kanye stuff and Kyrie's, uh, the Kyrie situation stems from the same movie, the same documentary, I guess, is, is a more appropriate term for, for this, this item that they're, this media that they're referencing is a documentary okay. that, um, you know, it talks about the, uh, it, it basically saying that, that Jews really praise you know, Jews really worship Satan. They're controlling all the media, and they're the reason that black people are being held back, oppressed. But the, but but the but the black people are the, the the true chosen children of God, and and this just a long string of weird shit. Okay, right. the the the, the normal person would go, the the fuck you talking about, right. Um, Kyrie has an ego though. Kanye has an ego and you can't tell them that they're wrong. Kyrie did not apologize because Kyrie is not sorry. Kyrie only apologizes when Kyrie is sorry. Right. And I'm 90% sure that Kyrie refers to himself in the third person when nobody, Kyrie, when, when Kyrie Irving doesn't Kyrie. want to play basketball today. Kyrie Irving doesn't apologize. Kyrie Irving don't apologize. Yeah, and, and, and that's the thing is, is Kyrie thinks he doesn't need to because, and 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 they've discussed this at length. I know on Undisputed and probably some of the other sports shows as well that that Kyrie's erratic behavior gets more erratic the more he thinks the team needs him. Absolutely, and I think that's that's what we saw in Cleveland. Um, that's what they had to deal with in Boston. And that's what, that's what Brooklyn's dealing with now. I mean, that's, that's kind of how Aaron Rodgers goes too. If you put oh, yeah. the timeline, uh, mm-hmm. he likes, I think he likes the, the, at the end of the season going, Oh, I don't know if I'm going to be back or not. So that everybody in green Bay, you know, or everybody around the United States, all the Packers fans, there's a ton of them, uh, will basically beg him to come back because they, he, he wants to feel needed. He wants to feel yeah. needed by that franchise. And, um, I, I, I mean, I understand that, you know what I'm saying? Like, but I'm not going to like go out of my way to like, be like, oh, well, I might not come back. Just, 
just so I can get people to like kiss my ass and beg me to come back. You know, like I, probably not. It's and here's the thing that I don't understand with these individuals. Now, Kanye is a harder. I, I feel like Kanye is a harder situation because it's harder to keep Kanye accountable because Kanye is going to do what Kanye is going to do. Um, he made it to being a black billionaire at one point. Um, you know, survived being married to a Kardashian, but apparently being married to a Kardashian is like the equivalent of getting a massive hit by Vontez Perfect is you just lose your fucking mind afterwards. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but, you know, he has such musical talent. Like, I, I will say from a musician's standpoint, it's hard to find somebody that is as lyrically talented as early Kanye. Right. And I, and, and, and that, that is just a legitimate, I like, I, I like how he is. Like, I don't like his music. I've never been a huge Kanye fan personally, but I respect how good he is in his art because lyrically he's amazing. Right. I'm not a, I'm not really a hip hop fan. Like I'm not going to just listen to hip hop normally. Like, but um, yeah, those guys are wordsmiths, dude. Like that, it's all—it's oh, a yeah. different type, but like they're yeah, it's, they're super talented. It's um, Kanye being one of the top ones, obviously. Oh, um, absolutely, yeah. And he he produced. I mean, he produced a lot of that stuff too. And like he's yeah, he just knows what the fuck he's doing. Um, absolutely. And, and clearly, that's the I'm good. I mean, that's a good thing because we nobody would be listening to him if that wasn't the case. You know what I'm saying? Like that's right. kind of why that's kind of why he has a platform at all. Um, but yeah, and he survived a Kardashian, so I respect the shit out of him. Uh, cause obviously Lamar Odom, we'll tell you about that. Um, <laughs> Lamar Odom, Lamar Odom caught in Korea with six hookers and a bag of heroin. No. Um, yeah, he, uh, almost died in a whorehouse. So, so Kanye is doing a little bit better than that at least. Uh, but yeah, yeah, step up. yeah Ky Kyrie. So I guarantee in Kyrie's mind right now, he has just, he doesn't care. I mean, I don't know if Kyrie ever loved basketball. I think Kyrie is one of those guys that we've talked about that like, he was just really good at it. And like the better he became at it, the more he probably realized at some point that he didn't like love basketball. He doesn't want to be there all the time. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, he doesn't care about championships and shit like that. Like, I, I, I think that you're right to a point, but to me, the other thing is when you look at, when you look at Kyrie, if that was the case, why do we see him? Why do we see Boston? And and, and that's that's where because I, I hear what you're saying about that, but when I think about when I think about the whole Boston situation and his time in the Celtics, right, and his choice to go to Celtics because he wanted to, you know, he wanted to be the leader, and then he realized he did not want to be the leader, right. Um, I think that's exactly what you said though. Like he he thought that's what he wanted at the time. Do you know what I'm saying? Like he th he thought like, oh, I just want a title with uh. LeBron, you know, maybe I can like etch myself in the greatest of all time and all that kind of stuff. And he knew that he needed titles for that. Right. And he, well, but yeah. And, and if Boston works, it certainly, it's certainly the, the, the legacy of Kyrie Irving different. If going to the Boston Celtics gets him even one shit, even one. Oh yeah. He's a legend. He's a legend in Boston. If they win another title uh, oh, yeah. with him there. I mean, that's obviously that solidifies all those, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's kind of like, it's kind of like the Red Sox or the, or the Yankees or anybody. I mean, if you, if you win a title there, you're, you're basically 
like you don't pay for a drink as they would say, you don't pay for a drink for the rest of your life in that town. Right. 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 Um, right. 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 And that's, I mean, I, I understand like what, but he, he probably realized like maybe that's not what he really cared about. And now he's just completely abandoned that. Obviously like he doesn't, is he doesn't it, care about playing. So I, I, I think now he definitely doesn't care about playing. And, and, and I legitimately like, that's, that's kind of what, that's what it seems like to me. And I say that because, I mean, if you look at the the behavior in the, the COVID season and then after, right? you know, in, in, in the, the, the vaccine stuff and how he, he left his team out, 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 out to dry. Um, I, I think it's as simple as, go ahead. He, I, I was, what I was going to say was, I think Boston cracked Kyrie Irving. I'm not saying he wasn't difficult in Cleveland because he was probably a pain in the ass, but I think Boston cracked Kyrie Irving because that failure, because that's what it was. Right. He would probably try to skirt around that comment or around that, that designation, but we can call it what it is. That was a failure. I think failing in Boston coupled with the pressure of playing in Boston. And I say that as a Boston sports fan for the Red Sox playing in Boston is not easy, especially if you play for a Boston team, you think they're mean to the opposing team. Oh God. Imagine, imagine what it's like to play for a Boston or the, or the Patriots when they suck. Yeah. Because the Boston, the, the Northeast fan base is so passionate about sports because it's all they have from November to March when they can fucking thaw out and go outside. Right. Um, you get this, they're just so passionate about it. It's, it's life for most of them. And that doesn't excuse the shitty behavior that Boston sports fans can have. And I'll say that completely objectively, but that's just, the, the spirit of where they're coming from, that's what it is because it's so important to them. It's, it, it, it is, it is their culture. I, and so go ahead. Sorry. No, you're fine. I, I was just saying, I don't, I don't know if I trust people who base too much of their personality around who they're a sports fan of. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, oh, oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, like somebody has been like, Oh, well, if you, if you go up there and somebody like, Hey, who, who is, who is James? You know, who is James's And they, immediately the first thing they say is I'm a Kansas City Chiefs fan not a good start for me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, oh, okay. Even yeah. as a Chiefs fan, I cringe when I hear that. I love sports too, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I love sports too, but I don't like base my personality and like who I am off of like being a fan of a sports team because what, no. I mean, A, what did you even really accomplish to, to do that? You know what I'm saying? Like what, like what's special about you? You can just say you're a fan of anybody technically and be a fan of anybody. Right. I'm not discounting right. fans, but, um, but yeah, that, that, that always kind of hits me the wrong way. But, um, Kyrie, Kyrie. I mean, yeah, back to, back to Kyrie. Um, the thing about it, like Tony, if, if your boss told you that you only have to come to work, like last year when he had the, the, he didn't get the vaccination. If your boss told you, you didn't have to come to work one out of every, basically what two days is what it would be half the time. He didn't, he wasn't playing. Right. So he missed basically half the games. So, but he has practice and stuff. I understand that. So maybe like, maybe like you don't have to come to, to work one and a half days out of a week. You know, you get a half day off and and you get paid the same and you're not going to get fired. Are you going to do that? I mean, there's no there's no real repercussions to you. 
Like that's, I think that's how Kyrie sees it at this point. I, I think that we're all like, we well, put all these as athletes on a pedestal and think they want to win titles and stuff. I don't think he cares about that. I think that it's a job to him and he makes a bunch of money doing it. And I think that he'll just hang on as long as he can keep his job at that point. Does that make sense? Yeah. And it will no, and, and honestly, I think you're right because that's how he's acting. Like there are in, 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 in truth, part of the re and I think part of the reason that there are part of the reason why so many fans get so passionate about, about their sports, especially basketball and football. It's not something you see as commonly in baseball, but basketball and base or basketball and football specifically, there are so many people that get so passionate about it because when they got connected to it, there was that, that one player that, 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 or, or that, that, that group of players that, that, that's that's how they played. It was it was their life. To, you know that's how they made it seem is yeah. is they were playing for their life every time, and it was and it was so much more to them and all of that. That's kind of Those, what I was. I'm glad you're. Yeah, you're on, you're on the same page as what I was trying to say. Like yeah, you like know, and, and, Jordan and, and right, you know, greedy. Somebody that 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 they're being a Bulls fan is their personality. I'd be willing to bet you they discovered the Bulls in the mid '90s, late '80s, early '90s to mid '90s. Absolutely, and they grew up with that team because let's think about this, especially in the latter half of the nineties, when, when they went on the second three, and zero run and yeah. you have Jordan Pippen and Rodman, how could you not get drawn into that with the passion and entertainment of that? And it just consumes you, bro. I was like six and I got fucking pulled into that. You know exactly. what I'm saying? So yeah, like there's, yeah, like I, I totally get it. And like, I think that's a lot of the whole Jordan LeBron thing is like, Oh yeah. yeah. Like that's a whole lot of old Jordan. It's just nostalgia. And that's what, what I always try to point out in that conversation. It's just obviously they grew up with Jordan, the, the fire, the competitiveness, that's all he cared about was winning. Like I get that, but you guys have to understand not everybody, most of them aren't like that. Right. Most of them and, aren't like that. No. And I think you're right, but I think that, that, that with Kyrie and, and I think that with Kyrie, you're right. It, it, it is definitely, a he he does not have the NBA on the pedestal that and, and, and I'll say it like this. I think the problem with Kyrie Irving is that Kyrie Irving does not have basketball on the same pedestal that individuals of his of his talent level normally have basketball on. Right. And 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 and, and I think that that that's where the disconnect is, is because fans expect somebody of his talent level because we can all agree Kyrie is an asshole, but he's one of the most talented basketball players in history. Easily. He's top 10, realistically top 10 to top 15. Probably um, one of the best top. Well, top 10 all time. All, all time. I would say, I would say talent wise, at least maybe talent, talent wise. wise, like as far as talent. resume and everything goes. I mean, yeah, yeah, no, right. Yeah. I'm not looking at resume anyway. talent, pure talent wise. He's at least top 15. I'll take that. Um, He's one of the top but, three ball handlers that's ever played in the NBA. Exactly. And, yeah. and, and when we look at, we look at individuals that are normally that talented, Jordan, LeBron, well, even, you know, Rodman, Pippen, Larry Bird, even as, as another example, most of these individuals that are just that top tier S, you know, if you're a video gamer, S tier level talent, people expect that it's just a part of who you are. Kyrie Irving is one of those where basketball basketball was kind of like he was like 
I didn't, I wasn't really hundred percent sure, but basketball just paid so much better. So I was like, screw it, you know, and kind of put into basketball it. made me famous and basketball made him famous, you know, and then he gets the ship with Braun and he's like, you know what? Maybe, all right, maybe, I, you know, I can do this. And then he goes to Boston in what, in again, one of the toughest markets to play in home or away and dude cracks under the pressure. And so now when you, when you look at Bro- the Brooklyn, again, I just said Northeast sports fans, that's not just Boston. Yes. Boston can be some toxic fans, but if you want to sit there and tell me that there aren't toxic fans in, in, in Brooklyn, New York, in really? New York. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Really? Right. Kyrie doesn't want the pressure with that, that comes with his level of talent in his sport. Right. And, and it's, and it's because, and so much pressure, like you kind of touched on it for a second, like so much of the, that pressure is coming from the fans who know that he can have such a bigger impact on the game or oh, he yeah. can have a, or, or he has the potential to have a huge impact on the season in the game and, and win them titles, which is all they want because they're not getting the money. They're not have to putting, they're not having to put in the work. They're not having to take the pressure. Right. So all they care about is just like, win us a title. Right. It's that easy. Cause title, cause winning a title is easy. Um, but that's kind of the thing there is like, they just expect so much out of him because he is one of the top 10 or 15 most talented guys in the, in the, in the NBA history. Absolutely. And that's, and that's what I think that gets a little interesting is you've got, um, you know, you've got such a talented person. And I think that's, that's where it's hard for the disconnect is for him. This is, is again, he's so talented, but he does not have that connection with basketball. The basketball wants with Kyrie Irving. Think about it this way. If this was a relationship, you've got the clingy partner that is absolutely in love with the person. And the person's just like, I mean, we can hang out. What's the for a minute? The Bonnie Raitt song. I can't make you love me. Yeah. Yep. I mean, yeah. That it, that's my theory on Kyrie. And and you know, but as we look at the situation here with Kyrie and what he's doing, Kyrie can get held accountable. Like we we're saying about Kanye, Kyrie can get it's Kyrie can be held more accountable than Kanye can because. And the and and obviously there's it's not it's never going to be as accountable as people would like. But the truth of the matter is, there's going to be some people that are never going to be happy. And maybe it's you know there are some that are of the Jewish faith that that, that just consider this to be unforgivable. That's completely their choice. I can't judge that. I'm not in that situation, especially with everything the people of the Jewish faith have, faith have dealt with. I would probably be a little pissed off too that this shit keeps happening. But you can, you know, there are, I, I feel like with Kyrie, you can, you know, hey, you're going to lose that time where you're getting all that positive attention. You're going to keep getting that pressure, keep getting that pressure. And there's going to be all of that talk in the air. Now you've taken him off the court. His platform has already been, been damaged. And that's the truth of the situation. Kyrie doesn't want to admit it. His platform has been damaged. And now the NBA has taken away his ability, or, or the Nets have taken away his ability to try and build it back up a little bit because he's not going to get actual time unless he comes out with the plan to say, hey, look, I'm not anti-Semitic. 
I don't hate people because they're Jewish. That's 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 not cool. This film had some incorrect things. I didn't realize it. I should have thought more about it. Until he's ready to make that statement, he's not going to get to touch a ball. That's that's basically what the Nets are doing. It's crazy. Like, and remember, remember when we were like all hopeful about the Nets? We were like, like, man, they can get right. That roster's nasty. And it's like the statement still stands, but they're not going to get right because Bill Ben Simmons is still trying to, to find himself. I feel so bad for that kid. The city, I, I, the city of Philadelphia must've just done something to him and I feel bad for him, but like the same type of stuff you're talking about with, we're talking about. Yeah. It's very possible. Philly fans are obviously fucking nutso about their teams. They are. Okay. been watching the world series. It's, it's the, it's Northeast sports fans. Right. So I'm not just talking, it's Philly, Boston, New York, all up that, that East coast. It's Maryland, Pittsburgh. Really? You you, want to talk to me about, about, you know, not so much the pirates because people forget that Pittsburgh still has a baseball team, but I'm more talking about the the, the Steelers fans, um, the Penguins fans, Pittsburgh Penguins, um, Pittsburgh had one of the most, you know, the, the Penguins had one of the most violent hockey players of the modern game. And it was Sidney Crosby. Um, he was a badass motherfucker, man. And, and yeah. those, Phil, the, those Pittsburgh fans, like he, when he was fucking shit up home, at home, they would eat that shit up. Right. You know? Um, and so for, you know, when we look at Kyrie, the NBA can, you know, the, the, the Nets can at least say we we are going to not only distance ourselves, but we're going to tell you, look, you've got to come out ready to say this along with that, that because uh, there was announced earlier, I think it was last night or this morning, it was announced that the, the Nets, no, the NBA and Kyrie were both going to be contributing 500,000 uh, work in partnership with the Anti-Defamation League to go towards um various causes you know uh that 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 you know are pro you know education and things of that nature and trying to weed out anti-semitism and hate and stuff like that which you know anybody can get behind that um but the kind that 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 he had the chance he said and and in the net statement which i think was it like i said it was very telling they mentioned he had multiple chances since that day where he tweeted that 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 about that documentary. He's had multiple chances to apologize, to say he's not anti-Semitic. And, and everything he hasn't. That, that, well, every, that just points to the fact that he is he he believes that. Yeah, like that's that, that's why that's why it's a bad thing, basically. Like, like, oh, why, why? Pretty much, it a bad thing that he's not apologizing. Like, it's not a bad thing that he's not apologizing for him because it probably offended people that weren't him. And number two, it kind of means that he thinks it was fucking halfway accurate. Like, that's like, what is the film called? Um, I I I didn't look up the title. I, I I figured it would be best to just not purport that, just simply because I don't want anything to be misconstrued. Um, I'm watch it. I, I've, I I spent a lot of time reading up on it today because I, I I have a hard time watching documentaries in general 
and something like that, just based on all the stuff I already know, I'm sure it would fuck with my anxiety to even sit down and watch it. So I just read, I just, I read a lot of stuff on it, read some reviews on the movie. Um, and I'll be interested to see what you say if you come across it and watch it. Um, but for as near as I can read, it everything is fairly consistent that it's, it's, it, 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 it at least comes off as heavily anti-Semitic. Um, there are a lot of rich, very a lot of rich Jewish people. Conspiracy theory, right? But there's a lot of rich Jewish people. They hold a lot of wealth. But like to say the the line is crossed where it's like, oh yeah, every one of them is a monster, and they use their money to, you know, what I'm saying like that's where control the media and all yeah. of this, right? Yeah, like like yes, do they control some of the media? Yeah, probably because they're really rich guys. It's not because they're Jewish, you know what I'm saying? Like it's not because they're Jewish. It's just because they have a lot of fucking money, like. So like, and, and not all of them, like just take, taking all of them, putting it in a box like that is really, um, is really where the problem is, obviously. Well, it, it's, you know, it, it's, it's hate coming from somebody. Cause I mean, you know, Kyrie has said multiple times during the black lives matter and stuff like this, you know, we've got to be aware of this, you know, stop racism, stop hate that, you know, and, and, and even if he didn't ever say those exact words, those were things that he was supporting throughout that entire that entire situation and and even recently i mean which not a bad thing no but you know he's he's ultimately working counter to the very things that he's he was supporting with that movement right exactly and and, and, and it, just, it just makes you doubt how much like it, it makes you it makes you doubt how much um he's he's just gonna box everybody in then you know what i'm saying like white people or cops who should you know like if he's gonna do it to the jewish people in this in this documentary it's like uh is he doing it to everybody he's like it does Kyrie only not like black people like you know what i'm saying like he he just outside of black people he doesn't you know doesn't trust you doesn't like it regardless of what you've done to prove that or you know garner any of that actual opinion uh that's what it that's what it feels like and i and i hope he's not really like that um but it, that's what it feels like to everybody. And I think that's why it's a bigger deal to everybody. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because it feels like Kyrie's just putting blinders on and going like, like, oh, yeah. I mean, and we're obviously all – we're all for him standing up for, for oppressed black people in the United States. 100%. Like, I love that he does that. But at the same time, like, you can't just, like, box everybody in and be like, oh, yeah. Well, just because these certain group of people do terrible things and hate black people that all of us white people hate. You know? It's just so stu- – like, it's so stupid to do. Like, I just hate it. Yeah. It's it's very counterproductive to the mission of getting rid of hate in general, you know? Right. That, that, that's the weirdest thing, too, is like when you're talking about it, you're like, he's he's saying these things about the Jewish people, but like, that's just doing the opposite of like, of what you're trying to do with oppressed black people in the United States. Like, you're just now, so let's push oh, on another group of people. The other piece of it that makes, that I think really adds fuel to the fire is this documentary it, it basically it supports the conspiracy theory that the holocaust didn't happen oh good god it's yeah and this isn't something where a trip you know and when, 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 when you're this isn't just about okay this person needs to take a trip to the holocaust museum in dc this person needs to go to auschwitz in germany he's got the money hey go go see auschwitz go look at it go go, go see where it all happened. I don't think that's enough for him because yeah, the conspiracy is going to be that since the Jewish people control the media, apparently like all of it, like I, 
like I said earlier, they have a lot of money. So like, yes, they can probably sway, but like not all of them are doing that. And like, that's the, I, that's the conspiracy behind it is like, he just thinks it that is, like, well, it, it was it, overplayed too. That was the kind of the sp- conspiracy to it too. It was like, that it was, it's way overplayed and stuff. And like, not as many people died as they said did. Um, stuff like that. But I, yeah, I mean, you know, it's just, it's, Okay, so that makes that makes a ton of sense. So basically, that kind of that that kind of shows you what the documentary is probably all about too. You know, uh, <laughs> if they're if they're going with that theory, that's a that's an interesting one. I've I've never understood how people can be that stupid. Uh, I I'll take the conspiracy. I'll I I don't believe it, but I'll take the conspiracy that it's overplayed by the Jewish people to somehow garner an advantage i i don't think that's true but like <coughs> i would i would take the at least that argument but to say it never happened really no, none of it yeah. ever happened that's unbelievable like what like what are you talking about do, do you know how, do you know the there's amount literally of, video footage of what those people were going through the f- yes it's a very grainy and old because it's some of the earliest from video the footage 40s. in existence <laughs> yeah from the fucking 40s but like really how do you how do you go and that's my thing? How do you go that far off the deep end? Don't get me wrong. I've sat up some nights watching Netflix documentaries on weird conspiracy theory shit and lost my mind. I'll start searching on YouTube and right. just go crazy. But to actually to actually when you really think about the truth and the available information to say something that stupid, you want to talk to me about the guy on the J- on, on the grassy knoll and the JFK shooter? All right, come, come sit down. Let's talk. Let's talk. But but really, that do you, do you know the massive scale of what that hoax would be if they were correct? Like the massive amount of scale that they would have had to put that fucking fake on is uh, it's just when you have that many witnesses and that many people around it, like there's got to be. Uh, the, it's just factual. It's just factual, and it, it, it just. It, and ironically, think about how much we go around in circles, Tony. Because the same kind of shit is why the Holocaust happened in the first place. Exactly, it's, it's the it's, same kind of shit. It's the same kind of views. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I don't understand. Is it's like, and 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 you know, we talk about reports that that, that Kanye wanted to name an album after Adolf Hitler because he I, he's his. He has a huge infatuation with Hitler and Hitler's ideology. Why are we? What? I don't yeah. get it. But like, did he at not the read the parts where Hitler hated black people too? Um, did he not? Did he, he not read just, those parts? He just, you know, glanced over it. You know, that's a very American thing to do. Glance over a part of history that you really don't like because it right. makes you feel bad. Right. Um, From what I've read, I mean, yeah. Um, Hitler didn't like black people so much that he actually didn't acknowledge them as being human beings. Like he wouldn't, he wouldn't shake Jesse Owens hand at the 36 Olympics. Wouldn't do it. Um, So like he just doesn't, he, he hated them so much that he didn't acknowledge them. That's what he thought of black people. Like he just didn't acknowledge them. Just like, didn't think they existed. Like that is craziness. It it is crazy. That's that's, and that's what I don't understand. And so I, I, you know, we, we've talked about wanting to, you know, as we as we go through topics, actually talk about solutions. So I want to pose this question to you. Is, is what the Nets are doing 
and saying, okay, if you're not going to come out and apologize, we're going to pull you back until you, so that you have time to sit down and realize that this is going to impact us if you really want to be here. And you have to do these things to come back. Do you think it's going to make a difference for Kyrie? No. No, because I, I think that he's, he's still getting a paycheck, right? I mean, suspended players no, get No, it's paid. unpaid. Oh, it's unpaid suspension. Okay, so... Yeah, unpaid suspension. So it will mean something to him um, he, because he doesn't have a paycheck. So you hit him where it hurts his wallet because uh, I don't think he really cares about much much else at this point as far as basketball is concerned. Obviously, he has uh, things that he cares about. And um, whether misguided or not, he has passions that he obviously cares about outside of basketball. Uh, I don't think basketball is a huge one in his life right now. I think that he's made enough money. I think that he's has enough influence that he might want to take that turn into being, you know, not a politician, but some kind of influence personality, public, public influencer. And that's fine. Good. Good for you, Kyrie. Go, go right ahead. Um, But you need to shit or get off the pot. Honestly, like it it needs to be like, is there what, what, like, do you want to play basketball still? Or do you just want to go be an influencer? Like figure it out because what you're doing right now is just kind of taking money from the, Brooklyn Nets and not committing yourself hundred percent to it. And like those fans know that too, but if this came out about Joe Ingles or Cam Thomas on that team, do you think anybody gives a shit? You know what I'm saying? It, they only I, care because it's Kyrie and they know how much he can influence the game. Actually, it, it, I, I have a theory on that. Um, I think the reason it took so long for the Nets to, to do something about it was because it was Kyrie. I think if it was one of the aforementioned players, I think they just get suspended. I have a question for you, Tony. What if it was a white player? Same documentary, or at least anti-Semitic views. What if it was a white white player? That's that's a that's a weird question to pose because now I mean, what if it's a white player? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know how that would be. That would be reacted to much worse, right? Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, they yeah. they get cut. They get cut. And and I think, yeah, it would be a big bigger deal as far as and and I, I and, and okay, let me rephrase this. I think if it's if it's any any lower, I, I I think I don't necessarily think if it's a white player, it's just like that. Honestly, I feel like with the NBA, the way that the response has been to certain things is obviously that can matter. But I think it's more about which tier of a player you're in. Which is which is where they start the decision tree for what they're going to do to you in these type of situations. Any top S tier NBA player, LeBron, Kyrie, uh, KD, AD, you know the the, the top tier players. Giannis. They're going to you know Giannis, Jokic, Book, CP3, top tier. The NBA is going to have the same approach that they had with Kyrie. Behind closed door, the team and, you know, with the league, hey, first off, you need to take down the tweet. Hasn't happened. Secondly, you need to apologize and make sure you clearly state, I'm not anti-Semitic. I don't hate Jewish people. Hasn't happened. And, and, And if they play ball, then on the front side, one, two game suspension, you know, they work right. it out, but it's when you don't play ball that everything escalates. Now, any, 
So above average players, they're going to be like, hey, look, we'll make you a deal. We'll suspend you for three games if you come out and apologize. If you don't come out and apologize, it's going to be five plus for conduct, right. conduct detrimental. And that's right. what they'll use it as every time. And the union's and the union's job is to fight it. So don't be surprised, basketball fans, when you hear that the that the NBA PA is fighting the suspension with the Brooklyn Nets. Um because they're going to, that's their job. It's a union. Right. Um but the you know the lower tier players, regardless of race. That decision comes quicker because oh, yeah. it, it's it's that top tier. Because if LeBron tweeted this, the NBA would be working furiously behind the scenes with his people and with the Lakers to get this taken care of and minimize the damage as much as possible. They're not yeah. going to just suspend him. It's LeBron. They're not going to just suspend him without giving him the chance to make corrections and then making a deal behind closed doors. Hey, we're going to make part of your punishment a half million dollars to this to these charities to support the anti-Semitic causes. You're going to do some time in the offseason working with these people and getting seen working with these people and talking about changing your mind and realizing what you're learning, the true impact of what you said. You do that, we'll keep it simple. You know, because it's LeBron, it's Kyrie, it's KD. Right. Any of those lower tiers, much quicker. Right. And the, this don't, is, it's only, been a week. Right. The only thing, the only way I think that the race of the player would have to anything to do with it, um, I think it would be a little bit bigger of a deal, especially to the public. Like, not, not particularly to me, I don't think, but like to the public, it would be a bigger deal because some people in the public are I, the public. Is going to, yeah. And, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it would be like, especially think about if a, if an Eastern European player does something like this, then, then there's a, probably a huge public issue with it and or any what oh any yeah white, yeah you know like there's probably a huge I, public, I, like, anyway. the in the league I, again the t in the league the tier is going to dictate how it gets handled out of the league the public thing if it's anybody that's that's any any shade of caucasian there that there's going to be a lot of smoke coming their direction that's just all there is to it yeah well obviously because you know these ideas are based in obviously a fascist type of a fascist type of white thing that happened um, right. is still happening. So it's, it just makes it, it makes it very suspicious. Let's just say that it makes it, yeah, it makes and, it really start to think about what, what do you uh, do behind closed doors? Exactly. No. And, and, and that's the thing is that's where it comes up. And when, when you're a celebrity, when you're an entertainer, what you do behind closed doors is still held against you. Like that's just the truth. And there's, there, there's things that we wish it didn't, you know, it, it shouldn't have to be, you shouldn't have to worry about performers, athletes losing opportunities because they come out as something other than straight. Right. Sadly, it happens. Or if they you get know, a divorce. But, but I, I, you know, very slim chance if I came out as gay, I'm going to lose the chance to sell insurance for a company because I'm gay. I'm right. not saying it doesn't happen because people are fucking stupid. But lot less of a chance that my right. bottom line is going to take a huge hit. Neil Patrick Harris coming out took his bottom line took a huge hit. 
Ellen DeGeneres was the queen female comic of the 1990s until she came out as gay. And who didn't see that one coming in the 90s? You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like Helen, was, yeah. clearly. Like when you're watching her fucking comedy in the 90s, how do you not just go and not care? You just go, oh, yeah, she's clearly gay. Like what the like? Did, who well, didn't figure that out before that? I remember, I remember, like I remember that happening, and I, you know, I was raised around comedy. I was raised watching great comics, so I've seen Ellen DeGeneres to stand up, and her her stuff in the nineties. Yeah, go seriously for those of you watching and listening. Go look up videos of Ellen DeGeneres doing stand up in the nineties. It is legit. She was great, Um, but when 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 that happened. And my mom, she was like, Ellen DeGeneres came out as gay. And I said, why? And she said, what do you mean? And I said, who didn't know? Yeah, like what, what's, what's Austin Powers say? He's like, who knew Liberace was gay? He's like, women <laughs> loved him. <laughs> He's totally like, like and, here's, and I don't mean disrespect to anybody that's not straight, but, but there are certain famous people that when they came out as gay, you're like, who didn't know? Like who was surprised by Elton John being gay? Like, I, I, I want to know this. Who was surprised who knew El- by who a knew guy El- that, that single-handedly kept this, the sequin industry afloat during the seventies and eighties. Yeah. Yeah. He, it's like- he was gay. What? What? Come on. We just already accepted that. There was, yeah, there was already like, yeah, it's, it's still his shit's still good. You know what I'm saying? Like his fucking music's still good, or his comedy's still good. Amazing, you know? Yeah, that's the thing, you know? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, know. I, I don't look down on on Elton John for being gay. I mean, I think the sequins are a little much, but you know what? I don't have you, to wear them. You, you do you, Elton. You do you. I'm not Elton. one of the stagehands, so I don't have to sweep the fucking deck after his show. Right. So right. it oh. has no effect on me. Oh, Tony, the sequins he wears never fall off. Oh God. Oh, actually, no, I've met guys that work for him. They 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 no, have they... somebody like they, they have a stagehand. They keep on day for some of his shows, like especially like for a stadium show. They have a stagehands that stay on all day, and their job is just to sweep sequins. Just and he just changes like four or five different times during the show too. So it's just fucking. Yeah, he's got. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, fucking. I, I, I think it's so crazy that he has so many set changes. I remember Reba McIntyre. You know the song "Fancy." Yeah. So I there's a part when she's um, there's a, there's a part when she's where she's doing the song "Fancy," and where she where there's a quick there's a quick change where she her dress changes to being a red dress during the song, and it's it's literally like the lights go out, they come back up, and she's in a red dress. Like it's it's quick. Okay. Um, and what it is, it just for those of you peek behind the curtain, the dress is has stuff that they basically she has two on, the top one tears off, and stagehand runs off, and all you see is a red dress. Um magic trick. But it, it, it's yeah, just like what they do for magicians and stuff like that. Um but just just that quick, but no, he's not doing quick change shit. This is Britney Spears level shit, like going in and actually having to you know, change an entire outfit and get some different makeup in two minutes. Right. And, and, and you, you know, get back you know the form. his previous sequin outfit is not being treated very fucking with a lot of care at that point. It's just being thrown. You'd be <laughs> surprised. 
Well, yeah, but you know, but he's got to get it off quickly. So he's probably kind of doesn't get give a shit or whatever. So it's, there's just he's, he, he's less worried about it than the costume people that are helping him get out of it are because they don't want to have to put the new sequence on the next day. But right. at the same time, it's more about the show than about having to stitch on a fucking a couple of fucking sequences. If, you know, ultimately there's priorities. I get it. As you can do after um, you. Right, right, right. Um, but yeah, he, you know, it, it's Kyrie. I, the, the solution, I, I, I think Boston, the, or I'm sorry, the way that what Brooklyn is doing and with putting his return dependent on you know, specific, specific things that must be done, which, you know, that's what they said publicly, but realistically he's got to do a bunch of stuff to apologize and be willing to do things to apologize um, before he can come back. I think that's, that's the right choice because especially no. And, and Will is right. Kyrie has serious issues. Um, you, Hero you've got to, I and, uh, see he's making the, he's making the same connection I am. No, I, mean, I think you're right. Yeah, it, it's yeah, it's the same thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the new car, right? The guy with the jacked up jump shot. Yeah. Um, but I, I think the Boston is is making reasonable steps. There are there are going to be people that would just call for for Kyrie to just be completely blackballed from the NBA never be allowed to play play pro ball again or anything like that. But here's the truth. That doesn't solve the problem. The NBA's approach is a public entertainment company because that's what they are. The, 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 everybody gets paid to play a game. It's entertainment. Um, they play in stadiums the, full of people on, yeah. on TV. Yeah. You know, it, it, it is you, – you're trying to – use this this individual that people are going to listen to because even with all of this there are people that just that just blindly support Kyrie and think he shouldn't be getting punished it was just a tweet right well when you have millions of followers it's not just a tweet like we I just told you Tony that I'm gonna watch it like I'm not gonna be swayed by it but like do you think there's other kids young adults adults who aren't gonna watch? that now and like he just made he basically made a lot of people watch that in the the more intelligent more you know put together ones will probably just watch it for what it is and yep. there's going to be a lot of people that are going to take a lot of what it says because things can be very convincing especially if you're watching a documentary about it you know um they can be convincing and that, that that's kind of what yeah that's i think that's what the biggest issue is is like basically Kyrie's spreading this and not shutting it down now Right. So, yeah, and that's so, the problem. And so, the 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 the, 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 the Nets take the approach of either shut it down or we're going to shut you down because this isn't going to keep distracting the team because Kyrie has been a continuous team distraction. You know, I I, I I with Steve Nash getting fired from from the Nets. First thing I said in our group chat. Or no, actually, no, I said it to, actually, I said it to my boss. Um, I said, who do you think won the Brooklyn Nets separation? The Brooklyn Nets, because they can get, you know, they're, they're going to get a, a more seasoned coach in Ime Udoka or Steve Nash, because he no longer has to deal with Kyrie Irving. 
and Kevin Durant. And, 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 and I I think that Kevin Durant impact is there, but I think that, I think that Jamie, you know, Jamie Foxx just wants to hoop. Right. And so, and for those of you listening that don't know, I, I, I I cannot get past the fact that Kevin Durant looks suspiciously like Jamie Foxx. I don't see it that much, but I, I don't see it that much. Whenever you say that, I'm like, yeah, I can see it, but like, I don't really, I don't know. We, we should get a side-by-side picture. I'm going to put something together to show you why, why, because like, I I can't get it out of my head. After the first time I saw it, it's just like when I told Jason Johnson that he looks a lot like Joe Buck. um, First of all, he was furious because he hates Joe Buck. Um, We used to do those all on Jason. Jason looks like this guy, this guy, that guy. Matt Damon. I wrote, um, what's his name? I can't, of course, I can't think of his name. The guy from uh, uh, Blade, the dude who played the, um, God, he does the, he does the, uh, the cartridge, smoking cartridges commercials now. You know what I'm talking about? Oh. I'll look it up real quick. Um, but yeah, Stephen Dorff. Stephen Dorff. Stephen Dorff, yeah. Yeah, I used to say you look like Stephen Dorff all the time. And that, yeah, like, yeah, I actually wrote Stephen Dorff and tried to get Stephen Dorff to message me back. About to, now. He, they, they were just like some crazy fan thinks you like you look like his friend and he was like i don't give a shit it's just, yeah. that's pretty much that was pretty much the end of it <laughs> that's probably the end of it yeah yeah um but i i think that that, that boston is acting reasonably and there are going to be some that are going to you know say that his career should be ended he's i i i just just ending his career doesn't solve the problem that his influence creates with him sharing that information and that's and that, and I think that that's what the Nets and the NBA see, and that's why they were trying to handle things more internally and trying to get him to speak out against this information before acting the way that they did, because right. they know that it's going to be a back and forth with them and the players' association, and and it's going to be more public, and they didn't want that. What the NBA wanted was for Kyrie to come out and say, "Hey, I messed up." I don't hate Jewish people and take even two t- game suspension, even tweet it. Like even put it on the same place. You, you put the post, you know what I'm saying? Like even, even if you don't come out publicly and say like, just issue an apology on there, like issue an apology from your freaking lawyer at this point, if you don't really feel sorry about it, you know what I'm saying? Like do something yeah. to try to try and stop the, to stem the tide on it. You know what I'm saying? No, you're, you're a hundred percent. Right. And I think that that's where the thing is, is, and just like with, with the next statement, you know, they are not, their issue is in his lack of of attempts to his lack of attempts to to rectify the situation with appropriate with a, with an appropriate apology and and not just not just an apology but but repentive action. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely, and. It says a lot about Kyrie as well that he needs these personal beliefs to be known by everybody too. Like, why are you tweeting that? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm I'm sure a lot of people have views that aren't usually accepted by the rest of society, and what they don't usually do is just stamp them all over social media. I mean, I know some people do, but I also like look at those people and I'm like, you're fucking stupid for that. Like, why why are you doing that? If you hold certain views, like, why do you care so much if other people know about it and stuff? You know what I'm saying? Like unless you're trying to spread those views to other people. And that's what this looks like. That's what this looks yep. like. And that's why it's a big deal. Absolutely. No. And, and, and I think you're hundred percent right. Um, 
So I, I, I think Boston is trying to reasonably handle this. I don't think it's reasonable to expect them to just cut him and blackball him in the NBA. It's not going to happen. So let's look at with when we take that off the table, what is the most appropriate way? Pull him off the court and make him do things to earn his way back on. And yes, there's going to be the argument that he may just do the things that they're telling him to do just so he can get back on the court. He doesn't believe it. Look, there are going to be people in this world that no matter what you do, have hateful opinions. It's not going to change. And, and, and when we look at athletes, we have to remember that if we're going to put them on this pedestal, then we have to understand that not every single one of them is going to have a personal life that we like. But guess what? It's not our life. I, I, I hey, Kyrie Irving having anti-Semitic Jews does not phase me because I am not an anti-Semitic person. They're, they're, and, and, and I am not inept enough to think that just because an athlete says it, maybe something there, there's something to it. There's no, that, to I, it. I, that, that, that's, I, I know better. But right. there are some people, because of their, their passionate connection to this game and these or that games, if we have Kyrie, or that particular, you know, yeah. or Kyrie and, you know, whatever, they're going to blindly consume the things that he supports. And so you have to just make sure you, you, you're the Nets as an absolute. He must understand that as long as he's an NBA player, he has to keep that shit off because that does impact the NBA, impacts the news cycle, the stupid ass questions that all the players get, not just Kyrie and Kyrie's teammates getting, but the Nets as an organization and all of the other players are getting asked in press conferences right now. What do you think about the Kyrie Irving situation? Right. Every press conference, somebody is asking that question. I mean, we're talking it's about it on here. Sports exactly. sports shows are talking about it. Like, yeah, there's like, it, it just gave it more weight than it needed. The NBA doesn't want this to be what we're talking about. You Adam know. Silver's not stupid. Uh, Adam so, Silver, by the way, mm-hmm. his name is Adam Silver. You think Adam, Adam Silver's Silver. Jewish? Adam Silver has some Jewish in him. 100%. He does. Oh, yeah, he's, I would say he has to. Yeah. So, I mean, like, like, what, do you, what do you think he thinks? You know, like, I mean, he and, thinks about- I, and I just, I'm just jumping just like, cause there's certain, there's certain pieces of appearance that tend to have a more Jewish connection and appearance. And, and there's just a couple of things there where it's like, he's got some Jewish heritage at least. Dave like, Chappelle said it the best. Like, do people do pe- what people eat in different groups of people, different races of people eat is funny. It's not a reason to hate a motherfucker, but it's funny. Like that's, yeah. that's like some Jewish people they have certain characteristics. It's funny. It's not a reason to hate, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not a reason to hate a motherfucker. Like Dave Chappelle says, but like, like that's the whole thing. Like you just, like, that's what I don't like about like the whole kind of racism thing is like, there are certain things about what people eat, what people look like and stuff like that, that are, that are funny. But at the same time, like, I don't hate people for that. You know what I'm saying? Like there are people who literally hate them. And and it's not, and, and, and certain things being funny, it's not in a demeaning way. It's just, no. jo- it's jovial entertainment when I see, like, there are some times when you see, there, there's, and I know that it's more of a stereotype, that, 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 that super huge 
knows like a lot of times when they do it in, in costumes we're trying to make somebody look more jewish it'll be even bigger it'll have like bumps though that almost look like warts on it like when i see that nose i find it fucking hilarious i'm not right. thinking bad on a person that actually has something like that or no. if they are actually jewish it's just it's funny adrian and there's a difference between that there's a difference between that and you know the Holocaust didn't happen. Big Clear difference. line being crossed, bro. Clear line yes. being crossed. Yes, big, um, big difference. Okay, so now that we've gone through the main topic, we're going to dive into the other stuff. It'll be a lot quicker today. Let's go ahead and run some ads for a couple of minutes. Um, and we will be uh, right back. I got it. Where did that shit go? There we go. For all things baseball, don't miss the Winter Meetings podcast Sunday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern at youtube.com forward slash the Sports Report podcast. And again, Tuesday mornings on West Coast Radio at 11 a.m. Eastern. Wrap up your Monday with some laughs. Make sure to join Will, Seven, Dan the Dick Warner, and Josie as they dive into the hottest topics of the week across sports, including baseball, basketball, and the NFL. You can catch the episode live Monday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern on YouTube.com forward slash the Sports Report podcast or Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern on West Coast Radio. Don't miss the Sports Report podcast. Don't miss Fight Night. Every Tuesday night, Will Morgan and Josie Haney break down the hottest topics of the week across combat sports, including UFC, boxing, WWE, AEW, and more. Past episodes are available on youtube.com forward slash the sports report podcast. And each episode will air again Thursday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern on West Coast Radio. Don't miss Fight Night. Tune in or tap out. Slow, you can still go. Even when there's no hope, you can still go. I never ran, said no, man, I still go. Go, 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 Change. You could flip the gray matter like some batter in your brain uh, That's why to say, fake it till you make it, eh And if you play that game, then you just might make a change Rearrange all the bad to okay Take the worst I say and turn them to a game Take the best I say and put them on display On repeat in your brain till you're feeling no more pain uh, Never slow yourself down, you can do some more Push past start of pain and you'll find a door Open it up and finally explore Everything that you thought you could never all right, welcome back to the Sports Report After Dark. Um, all right, so we just wrapped up talking about Kyrie Irving, another topic that is right down our alley, and especially because this one has a couple of sides to it. 
this is probably going to take up most of our time. We'll have to talk about the other shit next week, but that's fine. Um, so Joshua Primo, rookie for the San Antonio Spurs, was recently released, citing lewd conduct, including exposing himself to staffers. Um, the uh, Primo and the Spurs organization have now been sued by a uh, former clinical psychologist for the Spurs, claiming that uh, you know, basically she was one of the victims and claiming that the organization did not respond appropriately. Primo released a statement through his attorney today calling the allegations completely false, um, saying that he was never made any aware of any issue where his genitals were exposed. And um, he's going to be working with legal system on dealing with this with the Spurs and all of that and the allegations and going through therapy for, you know, traumatic childhood. Okay. He's completely denying it. He's completely denying it. I have, I have a question and, 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 I'm going to be playing on a little bit of a stereotype here and also one of your favorite stories to tell. Okay. Um, is this a Chris Jones situation from the draft? Uh, no, that was a one time. That was a one time thing. And he, and he fell down during the 40 yard dash. (laughs) If he's because I mean, think about it though. The therapist, the allegations against the therapist. And again, somebody should never expose somebody expose themselves to somebody that's not a willing participant and you're seeing your genitals. Okay. Let's just get that out of the way. I should not fucking say that, but anyway, right. Yeah. When we look at the other side of this, can ask this question. Now is if dudes walking around basketball shorts in team facility may not be wearing any draws. Like I, I could see that happening like once or twice, but- especially if he's packing. I mean, would these, right, right, is it hanging out at the bottom? Yeah, um, like, that's, but, dude, it's it's either got to be one or the other, because that, that shit could happen once or twice or something, but those people that saw that wouldn't be like, oh, that guy exposed himself to me, you know what I'm saying? Like, unless they knew that he was trying to do it intentionally, because you can keep your dick, no matter how fucking big it is, you can keep it's- it fucking from falling out of the bottom of your sport shorts accidentally. Ex- like, if it happens once... Could be an honest screw up. Happens even twice. Right. Could be an honest screw up. Three or four times. That's when it starts getting into like, no, that's he's Are clearly you, doing it for just reason. trying to show off. Like, yeah, and that's and that's the thing is, it's like, truly, how many situations arose where this happened? That's my first question. And then second, when you look at you mentioning he had a traumatic childhood, was he a victim of sexual assault when he was a kid? Is that's that where some like. of this weird? Because that's what it sounds like. And I will tell you that you can look at any, you can look at the statistics individuals young men that are victims of sexual assault are more likely to have erratic sexual behavior as an adult especially when it comes to men oh yeah and and, and i will say especially because it comes to men because this is one of those things where men that are victim of sexual assault are completely discounted like it ha- obviously what happens to what, what, what women have to go through when they're sexually assaulted is just completely insane. But when we insane. look at what men have to go through, I, I like with my own situation, 
trigger warning just for everybody concerned i'm going to mention something really quick about my own experience with sexual assault not going to give too many details i'm just going to share something so just bear with me i promise it's not horrible <coughs> but the first time when i was nine years old and i talked to a therapist that i had at that point about what i had dealt with as a kid and what i was dealing with because at that point when i was talking to the therapist about it i was getting molested by my babysitter the first person I told was my therapist when I could finally talk about it. And the first words out of my therapist's mouth were, are you sure it's not something that you wanted and you just don't understand? First words out of his mouth. Wow. Like that is, that, that shouldn't happen. And, and, and I would not be surprised because I, I've, Friends that are black, males that were victim of sexual assault. And it seems like the, the, there, there is even a strong pressure, according to them, there's a strong pressure on, on not saying anything or, you know, just bottling it up in that culture. And I hope that's not true. But if that is true, there's more going on with this kid than we understand. And I'm not saying that his behavior was okay. Exposing yourself to somebody that's not willing is never okay. Right. So I have two unsolicited dick pic or anything else. Yes, Brett right. Favre, I'm looking at you. Um, right. Yes, a lot of dudes. My God, seriously, like seriously, bro. Like I've gotten, true story. Some chick gave a dude a made up number at a bar somewhere in, 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 in Missouri. And the number that she made up was my cell phone number. And dude just opened up by sending a dick. Yeah. Yeah, getting it all out on the table. I I mean, I have sent pictures of my dick over a phone, but it also was to my girlfriend. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, I was already dating this woman. Like, I, I that's, mean, yeah, that's, that's a whole different thing. Like, to, to random people, um, to an unsuspecting person, that's 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 just not okay. Basically, basically like the, you know, the person I sent it to consented to, or it was right. even yeah. So like, that's not, if, if you're not sure that they're, they're wanting to just see your dick on front street, which obviously if you just met her at a bar the night before and she gave you a fake number, that's probably not a consenting situation in the first place. Um, yeah, you just, just, just off the bat, just getting it out there off the bat. Like, what are you doing? Like, what does that ever work? Does it ever I, it's, work? Again, it's, it's like the naked man. That, that my favorite episode of how I met your mother for talking about what's for explaining what springing consent on someone is. And they will still talk. Oh, it works two out of three times. Like as you, as you're kind of it, putting that person at a, at a, you're, you're making, you're putting that person between a rock and a hard place kind of and, no and pun intended. Here's the thing, fellas. Like, I, I want to get something perfectly clear on exposing yourself. Dick pics things of that nature. Okay. She doesn't want to see it. 95% of the reason that sex is done in the dark for the most part is because not because it's romantic. No, she does not want to have to look at what that, 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 that Vienna sausage hanging between your legs actually looks like. She does not care. She likes what it does when it goes in a special place. Right. If you know what you're doing, she doesn't care what it looks like. She doesn't want to see it. If she asks you for a dick pic, 
send her a picture of like something else, not a penis, not your penis. Right. Because she does not wait. Even if she asked for it, she does not want to see it. Even if she thinks she wants to see it, she doesn't want to see it. If you ever looked at a penis, it's disgusting. Well, I mean, yeah, it's, but it's like, disgusting. You just said it's if so, she, just, if it, she asked no. me to send her a picture of my dick, I, I what? Yeah, send her a picture of Dick Van Dyke. I'm not one to you know disappoint people who are wanting things. No, no. I, when they see but, your penis, they're disappointed. Just send her a picture of Dick Van Dyke. Um, that that's or or there's um or me. <laughs> yeah, send her this. Yeah, that's perfect. There you go. I'll post a screenshot on 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 the Facebook page after, so you have that for when you need it. I'll take care of you. I got you. Um, nobody wants to see your penis. Nobody wants to see your penis. Like that's that that's just that. Okay. I was gonna say and, too. Um, with he said that he was he had childhood issues with. Uh, well, I mean, we're assuming. That he had childhood who did all of the, the science points to the it was probably sexual okay. abuse, right? Um, I think with males who are sexually, and I don't know this, I don't know the statistics, but I would say that they're probably they tend to go more masculine because they're trying to like maybe overcompensate, especially if they were molested maybe by another male. Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, so yeah, like they're, very they're, they're gonna go over, very, they're gonna very go common, absolutely over masculine. They're going to go over masculine to compensate for the fact that they think that they've been demasculated somehow um, yeah. as a child, right? Would that be oh, a yeah. fair assumption? Okay. Um, yeah, it's so, compensating. That's exactly what. No, you're right. That's exactly what it is. It's, and and when I say it's common, it's it's in male sexual assault victims. This is something that happens at a higher rate than other behaviors. Over masculinity, <laughs> lewd sexual behavior, promiscuity. Yeah. Um. They're trying to take back their what they thought was taken from them, basically. Exactly. They, they it's, like one, one of the things for those of you that have never that have never been a victim of sexual abuse, I'm gonna, I'm going to tell you something that you I I need you to understand because this is very important, and I'm hoping that my that, that that my white privilege will make you take this in and soak it in because this is probably one of the truest statements I will ever say on this show about this subject. When you get sexually abused, sexually assaulted, raped, molested, whatever you want to call it, it completely alters your view of sex and sexuality. Completely destroys it. And you are left most of the time as a victim of sexual assault to try and rebuild that situation. Rebuild your feelings in that and what's appropriate and what's not, where your boundaries are. And, 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 what it means. and how you understand other people's boundaries. This is why victims of sexual assault have a higher rate of becoming abusers later on. Because that line gets fucking destroyed. And if you don't have the right resources, it doesn't get put back into place. It, it, isn't that mostly about like it just the, the non-natural nature of it happening? You know what I'm saying? Like it, mm -hmm. when it happens naturally when you're 13, 14, 15, 18, whoever old you were when you lost your virginity, that seems to be a consensual naturally happening thing. Right. So like, that's what right. it's supposed to be to most people is like, Oh, I really like this person. You know, I had sex with them. Um, when, when it's, when it's done before that, and especially when you're a child that can literally completely destroy the actual, 
natural part of it at all. So like, so well, this can be used to before you know, or after you've had that, that, that initial exactly. consensual experience, like anytime that, that, oh, yeah. that, that removal of consent takes place. That's when the line gets fucking obliterated. It gets destroyed. Because you, they're actually the person who the mo- person who's doing the molesting or the raping is actually showing you that it can be used as something that it's not supposed to be, and, and something very powerful that it's not supposed to be. Right? Yes. I mean, it's yeah. you know, it, it, it's just like you know when when I was coming up when I, when I was young, you know, because you, you lived in the Midwest, you understand if you want to be able to go hunt, you got to go get your hunter safety card. You go get your hunter safety card. You go through a course. You're talking about the different safety things, but most of the time, the person that's getting you through all of that stuff when you're a teenager, your kid or a teenager, they're teaching you about the true impact of what a gun can do. You know, that the, there's, you know, when, when we have sexual, when we have sexual health classes in schools, when 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 the the crazy ass Christians don't fuck it up, um, you know, people under get get a better understanding on a on a on a educational level about the, the, the true impact of sex on the human mind. And, and, you know, in understanding that, 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 that there is, there is a lot of, of mental impact on that side. And when you, and, and, and vulnerability, you know, and, and that can come with that sort of thing. And when you strip all of that away, when you remove all of that, when you take all of those things that are supposed to be there and you throw them away, you destroy them, you shatter that image that has been implanted for how you see it. You, 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 you question everything, you know, because more often than not, when, especially when it comes to children that are a victim of, of sexual abuse, it's somebody that, that, that was close to them. Sometimes it's a parent, uh, a, um, a sibling, a uh, an aunt or an uncle, a grandparent, which it's further a skews, member, further skews the yeah, a- absolutely, and and that's and I think that that's one of the that that's one of the things because if it's you know in a situation where a person gets sexually assaulted and it's a uh, uh, it's not somebody that they know, the recovery for that is very different, and most people, again, not all do see better results. Individuals that are a victim of typical, the, 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 I, I don't like the word typical for this, sorry. Um, in the, the more, what we're talking about, sexual assault, especially as a child, where it's more often than not somebody that they were close to, that, that, they, that they thought was safe, you, are, you, you question everything after that. You know, where are the lines? Who can I actually trust? And that's why it's imperative when a child comes to you with these kind of, you know, concerns, it is imperative that you handle it appropriately because how you handle it will impact how the child sees the situation getting handled and their view of things afterward. It has an impact. Absolutely. And, 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 you know, because when, when somebody goes through trauma, if they had, and, and, and again, I'm going to open it up to not just sexual trauma, but any trauma. When somebody goes through trauma, if they are heard from the beginning, they are given the resources that they need to work on the issue. In a situation like this, they see the the abuser get punished, you know, face face um, face judgment, face, and face repercussion for their actions. It's it, it is, you know, th- there is a higher success rate 
with people that go through that situation and come out, you know, and, and they're able to be, you know, as they would call discharged from therapy, you know, they're on the other side of it. Yes, it happened, but they are, have worked through it. They, 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 there's still those things that linger when you go through trauma that happens for everybody, but you're on the other side of the, of the valley or the mountain, however you want to look at it. And how often does that happen? But unfortunately, inappropriately. Exactly. And that's the, that, 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 that is a huge part of the issue. Stopping sexual assault. Is hell sexual stuff. But, but when you look at, but when you look at the bigger problem, the biggest, the biggest problem with sexual assault outside of the act itself is everything that happens after in trying to get it dealt with. Like what women have to go through in a hospital to get a rape kit done. That's insane. I, I, right. I've I've had I've had to take friends to the hospital for that, and it it, it's because that's what I want to do because that's what somebody wants to do right after they get raped is go get prodded at more while they're naked like what you know they have to strip down they you know they 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 get prodded and poked and questioned and re questioned and are you sure what were you wearing like that should fucking matter what have you had to drink tonight like are you sure you never told him it was okay right. Just doesn't matter whether it was okay at the beginning. You can still withdraw consent. Like that still exists. Guilty until proven innocent type shit. Right. You can absolutely and, and, withdraw consent until the last second. And, 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 you know, even during. Game, yeah. Like during, like whatever it's, but there are so many people that can't, um, that can't seem to fathom that you shouldn't, do dumb shit like that and or that you shouldn't mishandle those situations and the you know the me too me too movement was great for for creating some change in that regard but the truth of the matter is there is you know it, it's there's still so much that needs to be done there are still years and years of backlogs of cases that have never been investigated there there are you know there, there is so much of a stigma around being a victim of sexual assault and the, and the way that people act and treat you that needs to go away, yeah. you know, um, because the damage, the traumatic damage to the human mind. And I'm not talking about just the physical damage to the brain, CTE, stuff like that. It's I'm talking trauma the, the the actual the human mind damage it takes the, the the longer you 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 take to put into action the things that need to be done to help get that person working towards being on the other side of that 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 situation the harder it's going to be to get them there right and 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 you know and and so for this kid you know, um, you got some stuff to learn because even if it was accidental, we all have responsibilities to take care of ourselves and keep ourselves covered up, you right. know, that, and, and, and if you're, if you're swinging, if you're swinging Thor's hammer down there, congratulations, but Thor's hammer still has to be put up on the shelf. And, and he knows that. And if that was, if that is you, that's an interesting point that you brought up. I hadn't thought about it like that. Like maybe he's just. Maybe he's like, oh, just letting it hang out so like these these chicks will see it, right? And like 
if that's what's happening, that's just, I mean, that's just as bad as if like what I imagine, you know, like he just like walks in and goes, Hey, here's my dick, you know, like just pulls it out. Like that's kind of what I imagined was like, what, in what situations during his therapist interview, was it okay for him to like, just pull his dick at like, and then him just completely deny it. Right. So like, I see where the in-between parts come in here where it's like, maybe he was like fucking not wearing any fucking underwear underneath his shorts or something. and was like, you know, showing, showing people like on it. showing the female trainers and staffers what he's packing. Yes. Basically without any, without any consent, in which case that's still not, it's, yeah, not, it's, okay, yeah, it's not okay. But I, I, I and it, you know, but one of the things that we have to remember is that when, when men are victim, when young, when young boys are victims of sexual assault, if that isn't handled appropriately, they have to be reeducated. Yeah. I had so many things that I had to fucking learn when I finally realized that I needed help. Now, I never exposed myself to anybody. I never raped anybody, anything like that. But I still had some questionable decisions that I made. Absolutely. You know, um, um, probably where my 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 unfortunate um, affinity to porn that used to exist was because I, I didn't understand what I was doing. And, and once I learned, I was like, oh, well, shit. Because nobody, nobody took the time to to build me back up. I had to build, you know, to or to even help me build back up. I had to do all, all of it. Right, and and you had to take that step though too. You had to take that step to like reach out and get help from somebody as well. Um, which, in a, in an environment like Joshua Primo has probably lived most of his professional and personal life has probably been what in a in a sports locker room with all other men um he has probably never really talked about it to any you know like until now and like, obviously he's going to talk about somebody now but like you're this I'm, I'm interested to see what more information comes out because yeah it's Wait like a minute. did the phillies just hold on is it Wait, we're okay. I gotta. This score needs to come up. Fox, quit talking. Show the damn score. What just happened? What just happened? I gotta see what what what, what just what just happened. Um, three two, Houston. Okay, so Philly, so Philly, so Philly scored one because they were down three to one at one point. So they're just. Well, they got bottom of the eighth. They got runners on the corners. Oh, okay. Yeah. So for those, yeah. Bottom of the eighth, Houston's up three two. Runners on the corners. Uh, Brandon Marsh is at the plate. He looks homeless, but he sends a lot of balls home. He does. I, man, he I'm gonna. Like I, I, if one network gives me a shot to announce a game, I will suck at it, but it will be really funny the entire time. My analysis, my, my, my analogies will be spot on, off the walls. <sighs> um, that's great. But the we should uh, wrap it up so we can watch, so we can watch this end of this game. <laughs> but it, it's it it blows me away, and 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 for for um, hold on, let me make sure I'm for Joshua Primo, dude. The statement from your attorney said you're going to be in therapy. I I legitimately hope that's true because as somebody who is a victim of childhood traumas, not just sexual ones that's the best place. You know, um, I, 
Dan can attest to this. There are a lot of times when people talk to me and they're trying to figure out what to do when, I'm, when they're coming to me as a friend. Therapy was so much for me. I don't mind being that year to my friends, but I'm not professionally equipped to help with deeper issues that people have. And that's their job. That's, that's what they want to do. They get trained to, to properly help with these type of situations. And whether it's just struggling with anxiety, feeling suicidal, depressed, you know, um, victim of sexual assault, they spend years and years and years of schooling to learn how to get help you get that foundation because it's not them doing the work, it's you. But they learn how to help you build yourself up. Have you seen Ted Lasso, the show? Yes, yes. Okay, so, so you saw the um, with the the black lady who's the therapist. Yeah. Second season. Okay. Um, I, I, I related to that a lot because Ted Lasso just, he literally just goes in there basically and says the exact same thing that I thought for a long time. And it's that like, they don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't care about like, yeah, I'm talking to them and like, I'm telling them all my personal life and shit, but they don't give a fuck. And that's exactly what Ted Lasso says. He basically says yeah. like, it's because he had a bad experience with a therapist, with his wife, where basically all that happened is he went in there and just got berated for being a bad husband the whole time. And like, nobody ever tried to fix any issues. And so he just hates therapists. And then, but yeah, basically he goes in there and she goes, she says, um, she says, do you, do you um, coach or would you coach for free? And he says, yeah. She says, do you love your players and appreciate your players? Yeah. And then he says, and then she says, but you don't do it for free. Right. And she's like, why, why would you assume that I don't care about my patients? Basically is what she's saying. Like, yeah, I, I get, I get paid to do this, but like, that doesn't mean I don't care about who I'm treating or who, yeah. or, who you know, and Ted Lasso basically says like, I cared about my players as well. Like, and I would do it for free, but you people, know, I, people don't become therapists for the money. Right. Cause it's not even that good of money. Well, it's, it's some, not, some of them get, some of them get paid a lot. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it can be, but right. the average is, is just barely above average wage, honestly. And people don't go into therapy, into being a therapist, just to, to, to make money, sitting there listening to other people talk. There is so much more to it. And yes, there are going to be bad therapists. I, I will tell you all a true statement as we start to wrap this up tonight. When I got back into therapy four years ago, to because to, I had been in therapy for a while and then I took a break because I was actually in a good place and didn't need it, but then things changed. But when I got back into therapy in 2017, I went through six or seven different therapists before I found the one that I have now that I've had for over three years. Yeah, you just got to you gotta keep trying at it. It's not going to be like a gotta, first, first one's a fucking dream. Like you got to be able to gotta, move on if it's not the right one. Absolutely. You've, and, and you've got to find a connection that you're comfortable with and embrace it. So that the um and, and and embrace it and 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 buy into the process. One of the things that I love about Kobe Bryant, one of the things he always talks about with the mama mentality, is getting lost in the process. Get so lost in in trying to work through everything and build up and be better and finding the right things to get you onto the other side of that, that you look up one day and you go, Oh, Holy shit. Cause like the reason strive, I mentioned that strive for perfection. 
my, when I had therapy on Tuesday and I was talking to my therapist, we were, you know, getting up to date and stuff like that. And she goes, you know, you're probably going to be in a position about six months where you could probably discharge if you wanted to. And I don't know that I want to, I actually, I kind of like having that person to talk to. I may take it back to instead of every two weeks, every month, every six weeks, but you know, being, being told that there's somebody that, 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 that truly sees me because I'm, I'm completely open with her. She's my favorite angry lesbian. I love her. Um, she looks like more of a man than I do. It's great. Um, I'm kidding. No, but she's, she's Danielle's amazing. Um, no, but she's, she's amazing. And I would not be where I'm at today without her. And so it's good for people who haven't had trauma to have, to have therapy. Like I, I absolutely, I, I've never done it, but I, you know, would I be, I'd be up for it for sure. It's, it, it's nice to be able, because that person's job for that 50 minutes is to let you just open up and be honest and work through your shit and being able to, being able to, to do that. Once you get re once you realize that the, that, that that's, that's the process it's really just getting it all out there and putting the work in, which can be said about pretty much any process when you're, when you're trying to get better at something. Um, the, the important piece is you got to be willing to put it all out there because, you know, they can't give you the tools if they don't know what you're trying to fix. Right. And when I bought into that piece of it and I truly started getting stuff out there, that's when my work with my therapist really got into it. And, and, and like, it's like your lawyer. There's no reason not to tell him everything. Exactly. I mean, outside of if, you know, you've, you're, you're, you're confessing a crime, like, you know, sexual being assault or murder, being a serial um, killer, yeah. you're, you're safe. They literally can't legally no, can't and they won't and and you can win life-changing money in lawsuits if they did but they won't like seriously who are they going to fucking tell they don't yeah they're not who's who's gonna give a fuck about uh, about it like and, and and if you know it's a relationship situation and you're worried about your spouse getting into it if for some reason they did give your spouse information that you didn't give them permission to give them, you're going to have life changing money, life changing enough, life changing money after the lawsuit. That spouse isn't going to be a problem. You can find a new fucking therapist. Yeah, they're not gonna. They're not. They're, there's just no reason for them to. There's no. There's they're no pros. Gonna. There's no pros and way too many cons. There's too much to lose for them. So, as somebody who is a huge advocate, if you need therapy, fucking get it. Yeah, because you'll be so much better off. Absolutely. Um, hold on. I wanted to look at one thing because where's that message I sent you? Oh, Dan Snyder, really quick. We'll wrap up with this. Dan Snyder, um, has announced that he is selling here. He has hired Bank of America Securities to help explore the process of selling the team. Um, and then six hours later, it was, uh, another state announced that they were investigating him for financial for, uh, for financial crimes. Hmm. Right. Hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. Jay-Z and Jeff Bezos are the 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 apparent front runners for the potential of buying the Washington Commanders. And there's also some so I saw some stuff that it was looking like maybe they're going to do something together. Um <laughs> Mostly, I'm guessing mostly Bezos' money, Jay-Z more of a front face because Bezos Jigga. has so many things he's got to do. Yeah. Find somebody um, who looks at you like Beyonce looks at LeBron James. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, she is not Jay- with Jay-Z for his looks. Well, no, I mean, he's, no, he's, but, but he's got, <laughs> but like, but I mean, if Jay-Z's just a dude who works at a factory, you know what I'm saying? Like, then probably not, but that's, that's not who Jay-Z is. So it's, no, people can, people can be attractive because of other things than just their aesthetic, you know? And I think that's probably obviously what he's probably a nice guy. Like think about how good of a lyricist he is. If he probably, if he's written poems for Beyonce, those poems were probably so good. My panties would drop. Like, I mean, I mean, I mean, just seeing him produce music, make music is, is probably talented motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. So you women like watching to get an art, you know, or, or, you know, people, I, I, I'll, I'll open this up. People like, watching an artist do their work in its purest form because you really get to see them in their element and truly getting to see a person in their element is a rare intimate. raw experience. That's very intimate. Um, but he's also probably got a 10 inch penis. Uh, okay. So as we wrap up today, any final thoughts, my friend, uh, other than JD's 10 inch penis. No, <laughs> That's my final thought. We'll end on that. <laughs> okay, so wrapping up, um, the Astros are up three to two in, I believe we're in the top of the ninth. They got a runner yeah. on first, top nine, one out. Uh, Chaz McCormick at the plate. And now, sorry, we got... Maldonado is at the plate. Okay, Chaz McCormick struck out, so there's two down. Or no, it's Maldonado with one out, but... Yeah, Maldonado with one out. Um, Who's been but, huge? How about Alex Bregman and his fucking steel balls? Best, one of the, the, the best third baseman of baseball right now. There's no question. No one, I think Nolan Arenado still, I think Nolan Arenado still takes it for me. But he, I, I like Nolan Arenado. I think most, he, he's up there. Most he's, clutch he's third there baseman. Sure. Most clutch third baseman in baseball is definitely Alex Bregman. That motherfucker uh, yeah. is a serial killer, bro. Like yeah, he, his pulse never goes above 60. It's always like got that half smile on his face, like he's gonna yeah. fucking murder six people on the way home. Like, yeah, he's the American psycho. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Straight, just fucking cold as eyes, dude. Ah, uh, Maldonado just hit one through. That's first and third. Uh, okay. Oh no, first and second, maybe. Yep. Yeah, he didn't make first it. And, yeah, okay, first and second. All right. All right. Well, we will see you. We will both see you Monday, but I will see you all Sunday for the winter meetings. For my co-host, Dan the Dick Warner, I am Seven. Thank you all for joining us. Have a great night. Even when you feel slow, you can still go. Even when there's no hope, you can still go. I never ran, sit and no, man, I still go. Go, 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 go.
But even that could change You could flip the gray matter Like some batter in your brain That's why they say Fake it till you make it, eh And if you play that game Then you just might make a change Rearrange all the bad to okay Take the worst thoughts and Turn them to a game Take the best thoughts and Put them on display On repeat in your brain Till you're feeling no more pain Never slow yourself down You can do some more Push past all the pain And you'll find the door Open it up